What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the betting show here on Sherdog.com. My name is uh, Sean Jean, uh, and today we're going to be looking ahead to the massive uh, UFC 2A3 card. I have a bet from KSW. It's not a very good KSW card uh, this weekend. And obviously, this is kind of, I suppose, the big kickoff to the year. We had a great kickoff last week with the betting show, but I suppose for the big fights... This is the big kickoff, and I'm sure a lot of people will be getting into uh, the betting rhythm, I suppose, going on here, and maybe laying their first couple of big bets of the year. So last week, as I mentioned, it went really well, and maybe, you know, while things are going well, I might recap, and if they go bad, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop, but... Um, Last week, uh, the Eubanks-Priscilla Cachoeira fight didn't happen, so that was one of the top four bets written off. Uh, of the other bets, uh, Imavov lost a relatively close decision, so, you know, Strickland definitely deserved to win it. Um, Vieira as well, a very close decision. I actually had her by decision. It was a split decision. Unlucky with that one. Uh and the minus one two five bet that I got right was Kapilov versus Soriano to finish by TKO KO, uh, as it did a Kapilov won that one. But the flyer of the week, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov to win by TKO KO plus seven hundred hit plus seven hundred. So uh, beginners look for the start of the year. Um, we'll be we'll be relying on that one. I, I like. I'm hoping to get one. You know, maybe maybe one more this year. <laughs> Lucky, but yeah, look. If you could get out of fifty-two, if you could get three or four of them, you'd be doing very, very well. And I like to give those big prices. I have another big price here uh, to give on this one. And um, do you know what? I like it. I like the one here. But we'll get into that. So not a bad week to, to start it off at all. Two close bets, one winning bet, and then one massive winning uh, flyer. So I'll uh, I'll take that anytime. So I'm happy with that. Five more bets for this week, and let's get uh, let's get straight into it, I suppose. Um, and let's talk about. I'm going to start with the, the two big uh, title fight main events uh, for this weekend, uh, and I'm going to go to the uh, the quadrology first um, between Brandon Moreno and Davidson Figueredo. And my bet for that is, I mean, maybe this is a bet that people wouldn't be expecting, but I'll give you my reasons for it. And it it was a close one to be honest, but I'm going for the fight. To finish inside the distance at plus 100. So for either person to win inside the distance at plus 100. And here's my thinking on this one. Obviously, you know, their uh, their past fights have been, um, how would you say, I suppose very, very long, very, very drawn out, very tough fights. Um, the first, sorry, the, the last one went to a decision, the one before that finished inside the distance with Moreno winning, there was a draw uh, obviously before that as well, so two out of uh, two out of the, the first three fights have gone to a decision and one didn't, so, you know, that's probably why the, the, the betting is the way it is, the, the fight to, uh, uh, I'll get up what it is uh, as we as we recap the bets in a minute, what the, the price is to uh, uh, you know, to, to, to finish by decision but the reason I'm going for this, and, and I actually, um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. The reason I'm going for this is twofold, right? So, I'm really not sure who will win, right? But I have a theory on how Davidson Figueredo will fight. I think, Look, I think we know how Brandon Moreno will fight. I think Brandon Moreno will fight in his really intelligent, smart, efficient way, try to not to give up too much, try to land his shots, try to kind of wait for Figueredo to not necessarily even gas himself out, but be happy if he does it, w- you know, wait through the storm and land his shots, be the more accurate, I suppose, technical 
fighter throughout it and he's done very well in the previous fights to achieve that I suppose um, for Figueredo though I think it's a different story how will he fight um, we have seen from the in, in, just literally before we started this I went back and watched their their third fight so their, their last fight the one previous to this and Figueredo fought a very kind of slow monotonous game so that Moreno wasn't able to do everything I just said there and pick out the flaws, I suppose, in Figueredo. Figueredo didn't really show any flaws in that because he didn't do loads like he normally does. Now, he went out there and he got the win in that fight. But I think he'll go back and he'll watch that. I think his team will watch that. And they will say there are things that you could have done. That was a very close fight. It could have gone uh, either way. But I think they'll say there's things you could have done differently in that fight to win it more clearly and to do it in the next fight to kind of win it more clearly again. And the thing I think he will do is this. And I think the reason he will do it is, is again, twofold. I think, first of all, it's on in, in Rio de Janeiro. It's on in Brazil. It's on in front of his hometown uh, crowd. And uh, he will he will like that. I'm sure he's been back in Brazil for a, a good while, acclimating and all of that. But I also think the big difference here is the last time he fought was against Brandon Moreno on the same card around this almost to the day last year um, that Ngannou Ngan fought on the 22nd January 2022. Moreno's only had one fight since, so that doesn't make a big difference between them. But I think it makes a big difference for Figueredo because he's known about this fight for a good while now. And he's had a lot of time, I think, to prepare not just... Um, technically and tactically, but I think physically as well. And the weight has been a massive issue for him. You know, we I think a lot of people thought that might be his last fight at 125 the last time. And I think this time, I think he will have really, really made that weight um, as intelligently and as well as he's ever made it, right? And the second part of that says that he will fight at a higher clip because of it. So that's a large part of the reason that I think this fight will finish inside the distance, right? And now here's the second part of the first second part. I think it'll either be Figueredo having a massive pace early and winning it, or Figueredo have a massive pace early, not winning it, tiring and getting finished in the third, fourth, fifth round by Brandon Moreno. That's how I think this fight will go. So I went a, long, a big, long round away, way, roundabout way about saying it, but that's how I think this fight will go. I think Figueredo will come out and will throw with more... Now, reckless abandon is probably the wrong phrase, like he used to throw it. I do think he will up the pace. I do think he will be thrown at a higher clip. I do think this will be a more fun fight. And I do think Davidson Figueredo will have more confidence in himself. I think Davidson Figueredo needs more confidence in himself to be the great fighter that he is. The great fighter that he showed maybe before this trilogy and that he hasn't shown maybe too much in it. And my, my if I was to give my pick straight up, I think he, I think that will be successful for him. I think he'll win the fight doing that. But if he doesn't, and he doesn't do it early, Brandon Moreno will still be there in rounds two, three, four, and five. And he'll probably still be there in round one, if we're being honest. So, I, I with that, with two, those two things stuck there together, I think one of them will get a finish. I really do. Plus 100, not the biggest price in the world or anything like that, don't get me wrong. 
but I, I, I really like that bet. Like I, I'm ba- basing that bet on how I think the fight will go. And that's really how I do think this fight will go. I really do. I just, I just feel like it's going to go that way. Like, you look at the betting in totality for that fight, both minus 110. They're both uh, absolutely even minus 110. The bet I said earlier I'd give you, the fight to go to decision is minus 130. So... Just about favouring it to go to a decision, but plus 100 to, to go to, um, it doesn't go to a decision, is the bet I'm going for here. And it's obviously very close, and it, I suppose it's very close for um, for a reason. If you want to get a little bit better, maybe the under four and a half rounds is plus 125. But I genuinely think this could be the last 30 seconds of it. And you never know, if you think about it, in the fifth round last year, the three biggest fights of the year last year, Pereira and Adesanya, um, Glover Teixeira and uh, Yuri Prohachka and Leon Edwards Kamaru Usman all ended in the fifth round you know so maybe maybe the <laughs> maybe that's an omen maybe this will happen the same way but whatever happens here I, I'm really looking forward to this I'm that that's a bet I do like but I, I like the fight even more and I absolutely oh, I, I can't wait for this one it's going to be a really fun fight I'm so glad that they've been able to make it and that one of the best divisions in the UFC is is being able to uh, be shown off the way I suppose it has been over these last three fights and and this fourth one as well. I know maybe people will shirk and saying, "What are you talking about, John?" But the the fights, the level of fights, the level of fighters there are probably as underestimated as any division has ever been. I mean, maybe apart from the flyweights a few years ago, now in MMA history. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to that fight. Um, right, second bet, and as I said, I'm going to give you the. Um, the second title fight and I'm just going for a straight up money line bet here and going for Jamal Hill um, he is he's around the minus 115 mark around minus 115 um, to look at the line where it's gone I suppose from the start until now he opened up at minus 150 so that's interesting and he's consistently kind of moved in moved up and down a little bit in the last couple of days but he was minus one two three um yesterday and now he's into minus 115 now this will obviously be this recorded a little bit earlier so i'll be out in another couple of days i think jamal hill will be in and check obviously your 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 uh your your bookie or whatever i think he'll be in to probably minus one or five maybe it'll be an even minus one ten maybe he'll be into plus 100 even by the time the fight starts you never never know i think the by the time as well we get to the press conferences and everything's the fact that this uh this is on in brazil and you're uh, an american fighting a brazilian over there i think that's going to be big as well and you know the same for figueredo and uh, and marina obviously with marina being uh being mexican going over to brazil and there's going to be a massive advantage there. And I, I maybe when uh, people see the crowds, uh, maybe the money will start coming in because that is a big advantage as well. But nevertheless, I'm going for Jamal Hill, whatever price he is. I just think Jamal Hill is a fantastic fighter. And, you know, people have, uh, if you've been following me for a while, you've probably seen it and probably heard me say it, that I think Jamal Hill is a future champion. And I've been saying that for a long time. I said it. I said it when he was there in the cage with his arm broken against Paul Craig. I said it. And and I I've continued to say it. now, you know I'll uh, I'd be uh, I think even if Glover Teixeira wins I'll continue to say it I I honestly and I said it after his last fight I think this guy is a guy who right now has probably another three or four years of improving left in him and can be a champion right now. Imagine what he'd be in another three or four years. And I say he can be a champion right now. I think he will be a champion at some stage. Definitely. I think he'll be now. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think at some stage he definitely will be. He's just so good. And 
with that said, I have great respect for Glover Teixeira as well. We talk about underrated. Glover Teixeira, one of the most underrated fighters in the world over the last number of years. You know, his wrestling is, without a shadow of it, the most underrated part of any game, I think, in MMA history. And I don't say that off the cuff here. That's something I've said for years as well. Such a good wrestler. Blinds he's striking so well with his wrestling, and especially has over the last few years. He's gotten better and better and better at it all the time. Um... And you might say to yourself, okay, why are you picking Jamal Hill? And there are a couple of very simple reasons for that, I think. Um, I described on, on a podcast the other day, Jamal Hill maybe having a, a cyclist's shape. And may, maybe cyclist was a, was a wrong word. Now, may, maybe maybe more like, a, I don't know, a roar's body. A swimmer's, swimmer's body is the one, yeah. Swimmer's body is probably the one, you know, big and muscular. And, and not necessarily muscular, but slender, but strong and very, very fast and can move very very just really athletic Glover Scher is very athletic in a different sort of way I think where he's strong he moves faster than maybe you could say and you know his strength plus his technique add to something very very special with his mind as well um, whereas I think Jamal Hill obviously only a few fights into his career compared to Glover and others is still learning all that and still putting it all together and what I've seen from him he's a very intelligent fighter as well but he you know needs more obviously to get to, to there um, and the reason I say that about Jamal Hill as well I think that frame is something that will come into great use against Glover Teixeira because what Glover tends to do at times and maybe it wasn't so much seen in the Brahachka fight but at times it was with Brahachka's, you know, similar, I suppose, sort of tall, athletic frame as well. To, you need to kind of get away from Glover at times because Glover will lull you in with either strikes or he'll either he'll take a couple of shots from you know your strikes or his strikes he'll lull you in then go for a takedown and push you against the cage he's great double legs in the middle of the cage but the fact that he lulls you in is very interesting I think for the first two rounds Jamal Hill here and this is why I haven't given maybe a prop and we look at the props in a second I think he'll be more careful I think he will be fighting on the outside throwing maybe a few high kicks, throwing a few leg kicks, just trying to take Glover Teixeira out of it, I think, a little bit. Just trying to take, and when I say Glover Teixeira, you obviously be trying to take him out of it, but I think trying to take his game out of it, trying to take his, the intelligent nature of his game out of it. And I think you do that by kind of not trying too much in abundance. You throw big shots, you throw hard shots, absolutely. You try to get him out of there, but if you don't, you wait, and you throw the next one, and the next one. And I think by the time it gets to maybe the end of the second, third, fourth, fifth, you can start fighting inside more. You can start more throwing more combinations if it gets there and having it more of a fight inside. I think you can start doing that there because people do, you know, at times we've seen as one criticism I've definitely had over the years, people do tend to give up on their plan A if it's not working. And if someone like um, Jamal Hill can stop it from working, then it might he might stop it altogether from even uh, continuing to happen. Now, I think that game plan, which I think might happen now, I might be 100% wrong, but I think that will lead to actually to Jamal Hill landing a lot of big shots. I think it will lead to Glover Teixeira committing more to make Jamal Hill commit, and when he does that, he'll leave himself open. We've seen it in lots of fights where he has left himself open, taken a couple of shots to get into his world, and he is 
destructive when it does get into that world but against Jamal Hill who hits so hard and who is so good I think it's going to be very very tough I think it's going to be very very tough and even if he does survive it's going to be tough to do it for five rounds in that sort of fashion um I'm interested as well to see how the fact that Glover had prepared for another fight you know, took a week or two off or whatever it was, then got back into camp. You know, we've heard people like Bisping, maybe Bisping the best um, one to say this because he's a kind of the guy who kept ultra fit all the time, but Dan Henderson was a guy who liked to do 14-week camps by the time he came to the end of his career. And I'm sure for Glover Teixeira, the fact that he had, a, am sure, a great camp coming in for the last fight, that was cut off and then he had to start a new shortened camp, although he still had a bit of time to prepare for this one. That's not ideal for a guy at his age. And I think that'll probably benefit him, even though maybe he hadn't been in the, the a similar sort of uh, a similar sort of situation for a five round title fight or whatever it might be. Um, uh, could that benefit him late? We saw Glover in his last fight struggling late, as I said against Prachka, and he said it afterwards. Oh, I'm getting old or whatever. You know, you have to be in tip top absolute shape. You can't take one bit of a shortcut at that age. Whereas Jamal Hill, maybe he can, and that's why I've gone for Hill. Just straight up money line here. Because I think I do think he will get the finish. I think he'll get the finish early, if I'm being honest. But if he doesn't, and I I can see Glover maybe surviving and surviving and surviving, but maybe not having the gas tank right now at this specific time to be able to cope with that. Um so yeah, that's what I'm giving, and that's what I'm going here. So Jamal Hill straight up minus uh, one fifteen. Some of the other prices on that, I suppose, while we're on it. Um the over-unders are, are pretty interesting. Over three and a half rounds, plus 265, minus uh, 325 for the under. I think that's interesting. Under um, two and a half rounds is plus 180. I don't think that's a bad bet at all, really. I really, really don't think that's a bad bet at all. Uh, Glover, to get the KO is plus 575. You can get as high as plus 750 in some places. Hill is only plus 105-ish to get the KO. I would definitely be betting money line there, if I'm being honest. Um, either of them to get a submission. You know, big money for, for Jamal, plus 2,000, plus 225 for Glover Teixeira. So some interesting prices there. But as I said, straight up betting Glover Teixeira is just about the favourite, minus 105, minus 115 for Jamal Hill. Next bet, I'm going for the guy... Who two guys actually who just fought uh, Jamal Hill, uh, Johnny Walker and Paul Craig, and uh, I'm going for uh, I'm going for Johnny Walker to win this, and I'm going for him to win via KO in round one at plus two or five. So it's a it, it's kind of a, a double uh, a double prop bet there with the first round and the KO. I, I really I just fancy Johnny Walker in this one. To be honest, I think I think. Paul Craig will kind of play into Johnny Walker's hands a little bit in this one because Johnny has been trying to fight a more even-keeled game in the last while. You know, he used to be a berserker alter he'd come out and he'd throw everything. Um, and we've seen him and Thiago Santos in other fights recently tried to fight um, a more planned game, <laughs> I suppose, if you want to put it that way. Look good at it a lot of times, dude. It's not always been successful for him, obviously. Um, he came out and he won uh, last time out, if, if I'm not mistaken. But the Thiago Santos one was very, very close. But my point here is, if he tries to do that against Paul Craig, I think Paul Craig will be still fighting his mad game. I still think he'll be going in there looking for submissions, trying to pull guard. 
And Paul Craig, every single time he does that, win or lose, he gets smashed. You know, if Paul Craig, and we, there's my Hill fight, we've seen it in many other fights, even if he gets you in the submission, he's still getting smashed by you. And I'm very, very, very um, <laughs> reluctant to pick anyone to get smashed by Johnny Walker in such a fashion and still win. And that's basically the top and bottom of my pick here. I think Paul Craig will give the openings to Jamal or to uh, to uh, Johnny Walker, sorry, and I think he will take them, even if he's not necessarily looking for them in a massive way. I think they'll just open themselves up so even in early, you know, obviously, you know, back in anything to be the first round is is always, um, uh, is always a tough one, and I, just because it's it's a good price, I think that plus two one five is a pretty good price here. I do think he'll KO him. I do think he'll KO him early. Um, so I, lo- I like that one and that's you know that's my kind of full reasoning for it there obviously Paul Craig he can catch anyone in the submission he he's not the best in the world at keeping himself safe early in the exchanges I think the further the exchanges go he does get a little bit better at times um but I think if he doesn't keep himself safe against Johnny Walker he'll have big problems and I think he'll end up getting KO'd so let's uh Let's keep an eye on that one and let's uh, let's see how it goes. The price on that one just uh, straight up. Johnny Walker is the favorite, minus one ninety, plus one six five for Paul Craig. If you like the Craig submission, plus three seven five. So that's not a bad bet at all. Uh, Walker to win by TKO chaos straight up is minus one four five. So I have to go first round for that uh, to put it up to plus two fifty, and I think that's a, a pretty good bet. So those are uh, interesting there. The over under at around and a half. Um, under is minus one five five. Over uh, is plus one two five. Um, I probably you know I probably go for the under there if I'm being honest. So there, there you go on that one. Um, right, my next bet here is uh, is from KSW, and um, I have a KSW preview. I think it'll probably be out even before this, so check that out uh, in full uh, for uh, for the full breakdown of this and all the KSW fights. But the uh, the fighter I'm going for here to to win and, and the bet I'm going for uh, is Rafael Kianchuk, uh, who's fighting Mark uh, Ducis. Um and I'm just going for him straight up a minus two hundred. Um, the prop bets aren't out yet. If there is a prop bet that comes out for this, take it, take it to win by knockout. So I'm going for the win by knockout. We'll we maybe we can adjust the bet next week or whatever. But I'll, I'll go I'll go for him straight up at minus two hundred. I think that's a great bet. Um, it is a very interesting fight. This is a fight, right? This is this is going to be, I think, the most fun fight of the weekend. KSW, UFC, whatever. Um, <laughs> Ducis is an absolute berserker. He just rams forward. He, you know, he's built like Eddie Hall. He just goes straight in there with these wild swinging punches. But a good wrestler tries to take you to the ground. Um... Kianchuk though is an almighty striker. Um, has nine first round finishes. I think ten of eleven of his wins by knockout, and he can hit you really, really, really hard. Can hit you really hard, and I think uh, Ducis will give him the opportunity because he comes in there wide open. This is one of these fights where you look at Ducis and you're thinking, oh, I kind of hope he wins because it's so mad, and I like that style. I like the madness, but. Uh, Rafael uh, Kianchuk is a proper fighter and I think if he does that against him he will get clipped clipped hard and put away uh, so I'm going for that Kianchuk minus 200 to win straight up couple of the other KSW fights there 
Um, this fight between um uh, in the in the look the, the main event is is Kendall Grove against Michelle Mitterrand. I'll tell, give you the prices of that in a second. But this fight between Thomas uh, Romanowski uh, and Radislav Pachuski, um, who's five and zero. Um, Tommy is uh, seventeen and eight, so a big difference there. But this Pachuski, he hits like an absolute truck. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a fighter hit as hard as him. Uh, it was so, so uh, you know, soon into his career against such good talent. Uh, he hasn't fought a good wrestler yet, and, and Tommy can wrestle. The price in that minus uh, 150 for Romanowski, um, and for Radislav, it's plus 115. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd never go, I'd nearly go for Kinchuski. Um, I I really like him. I really really like him. I go from there. The main event as well. Then Macharla is a big favorite minus four fifty against Kendall Grove. I think Macharla will win that there as well. And some of the other bets uh, on the card. Very good fights this week. Um, Clever Silva is on the card plus one eighty minus two fifty for Lucas Sadilski. Um, and you can check the, the rest of them out there as well. A very close fight, I think, Boris Mankowski against Valerie uh, Mercia, plus 150 for Valerie. Boris is minus uh, 200 there. Very close as well, minus 188 for Taturali against Kimansky at plus 138. Uh, I broke these down, as I said, over in that video there, and the prices are as close. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't seen the prices when I was recording that, but they're as close as, uh, as I thought. So very, very interesting there. Uh, right, let's... Uh, Let's give you the um, the flyer of the week, uh, and my flyer of the week this week is Jailton Almeida to win by decision against Shamil Abdurahimov at plus eight forty five. Um, now you might think Jailton he's been gone out and he's been uh, he's been destroying a lot of lads, and he absolutely has. You know, seventeen and two, twenty and seven for Shamil. Um, and Shamil has been finished a good few times. Let's be honest; he's been finished in the, he's been finished in these last three fights in a row. So look, there's a reason this is a flyer. But I, the reason I'm going for it is, uh, I suppose, maybe twofold as well. Um, you've seen, you've seen Jelton Almeida fight and beat some very good guys over the last while. But I don't think anyone at the level. Of of Abdurahimov, you know, Park Reporter, Danilo Marquez, Turkali, Nasardinov. You know, I'm looking at the names here. I'm looking even down through the, the guys he's fought beforehand, and I'm not I'm not seeing anyone that sticks out to me. If I'm being honest, now I think he's a very 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 good fighter. He's only gone to the decision once, right? In those 19 fights. No, maybe I'm talking myself out of this. <laughs> Seven out of this year. Shamil has gone to the decision seven times, right? Last uh last once by decision, one seven times by decision, but that's near here nor there. Um I I just think that Shamil at heavyweight at 41 years of age will kind of make this a fight where he attempts to put himself in a position where he can't get taken down for long periods. And if he does get taken down, he will attempt to stay safe. Right? That's what I think will happen here. Now, will he stay safe for the whole fight? Let's be honest. Probably not. Okay? Probably not. But what if he does? What if he does? What if, like, what if he can get, like, three minutes in the clinch and Gerald Alameda struggles to take him down and maybe there's a bit of clinch and we get into the next round. There's a, you know, there's, there's a, he doesn't, 
Charlton Armida doesn't even kind of try to take him down. He's just kind of winning on the field, landing a good few shots. You know, Charlton is, is not the biggest knockout artist in, 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 in the world, you know. Okay, he has uh, 11 wins by submission, 6 by KO. What if it turns into a fight like that? You're fighting a big, heavy guy. Like Charlton Almeida is a light heavyweight. Going up the heavyweight, you know, Shami is is a heavyweight. Like this guy weighs in, I think, two hundred and fifty eight pounds. He's going to have a lot of weight on him, and that's that's kind of what I am thinking here. I do look, I do think, I do think this fight is one hundred percent going to be won uh, by Giant and Almeida, but there is a possibility. There is a possibility the fight is taking long. Like two, I said he got finished in his last. Uh, uh, three fights. Two of them went halfway into the second round, you know? They did, in fairness. He fought Derek Lewis. He got finished by him when he went into the fourth round, you know? He went, went to a decision with Andre Arlovsky, went to a decision with Walt Harris, went to a decision with Anthony Hamilton. So, you know, there you go. Massive price. An absolutely massive price. Plus eight, four, five. And you know what? I'm going to, these flyers, I'm trying, I'm going to try to make them massive prices. And uh, this is one here, so I'm going for that. Charlton Amida, Wins by decision, plus 8.45. Right, um, I got most, I suppose I got uh, most of the big fights there, but let's run through another couple of them uh, as well before we uh, before we go. Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. Burns a massive favourite here, minus 4.50, plus 3.50 for Magny. Um, the submission for Burns, plus 2.15. That was a bet I picked out of this one. I like that. I like Burns to win by submission. Getting Magni to the floor might be an issue, but Burns is really, really good. Um, if you like Burns by the knockout, it's plus 400 as well. Or if you just like him uh, inside uh, the distance, he's plus 105. Um, that's interesting. The fight to go to a decision, plus 105, minus 135. It finishes uh, inside the distance. So it is a favorite to finish inside the distance. Pick one of them for, for Burns, and, and you might be onto uh, a winner there. I'd probably go for the submission, but who, who knows on that one. Um, Andraj and Murphy, again, exact same price, minus 450 for Andraj, uh, plus 350 for Murphy. Look, Murphy usually does draw these fights long, so the fight to go to the decision, minus 115, also minus 115. It doesn't go to a decision. Um, you know, it's tough it's tough nothing stuck out to me honestly in this one the Andrade by KOTK is plus 175 you know that's probably the most likely outcome for being honest but I'm not blown away by that price definitely one that I would um I would have I'd probably put Andrade if I was doing a, an accumulator I'd probably try and drag into it um Mauricio Shogun, who and his retirement fight plus 170 minus 195 against uh, Potiera um the KO there is the favourite for Patiara plus uh, one ten Shogun to get the KO uh, plus five hundred. I'd probably go with uh, E-Horse just straight up in that one. I think um, Munir Lazez plus one sixty minus one eighty five for Bonfim. I'd probably go for uh, Lazez uh, there. Rodriguez is a, is a big favourite against Bruno Ferreira. Um, plus three fifty plus sorry minus three fifty plus two eighty five for Ferreira. If Rodriguez turns up and he fights as well as he can, I think he win. But he does. He doesn't always. So I don't know. It's. I, I don't like betting on him to be honest. Maybe the KO. What's the KO price here? I look at it. Uh, plus one fifty. I'd be avoiding that to be honest. Uh, Turns McKinney though. You know, Turns McKinney early. I always like Turns McKinney early to win in round one plus one thirty five. Um, to win by KO in round one plus three hundred. 
that's the bet I'd be going for here with uh, with Terence McKinney. He is the favourite just about uh, against uh, Bonfim. Uh, Nicholas Salby and Marley Alves, that'll probably be a war. If there was a price for blood in that fight, that's the that's the price I'd be backing. I think uh, Dalby and, and Alves probably will uh, will draw blood somewhere in there. Uh, probably just about go for Marley Alves in his hometown uh, as well. Um, and yeah, that's those are the big bets, I suppose, for, uh, for the week. So... Big KSW card this week, uh, big UFC card, Centurion have a card as well, um, I know um, Nikolai Grozdev who trains out of SPG here in Ireland, he's on the card, he's a big minus 350 favourite there against Hamza Hamri, uh, Aiden Lee from the, the UK minus 800, uh, big favourite on that card uh, as well, so interesting to keep an eye on Centurion, they seem to be doing good things, there's an Aries card here as well, um, uh, Abdul Agdunahimov uh, is fighting halfway at heart attack on, on this as well. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Nothing, you know, sticking out massively there to me. But, um, you know, the Invicta fights probably probably already have happened by the time this comes out. But, you know, Ireland's on Katie Saul there. I see she's uh, plus 138 in one book here. So maybe she's, uh, sorry. Yeah, she is actually, yeah, plus 138 in one book. So um, I think she's due a big win. Really like that Olga Rubin, Serena, Serena de Jesus fight. Um um, I'd probably go for for uh, for Olga Rubin there. She's she is actually the fa- the underdog. Sorry, plus one seventy. So that's uh, if this is out by then, uh, get on that. But we will recap my bets for the week. Uh, Marino Figueredo doesn't got decision plus one hundred. Bet one. Bet two. Jamal Hill straight up minus one fifteen. Johnny Walker to win by uh, KO in the first round plus two fifteen. Uh, Rafael Kianchuk minus two hundred over in KSW. And the flyer of the week. It's a big one. Jelton Almeida to win by decision at plus. 845 I will leave it there thank you to everybody for watching listening click the subscribe button leave a comment down below let me know your big bet for uh, for the UFC card this weekend and I'll, uh, I'll reply and we'll, we'll have a little bit of a, a chat there so let me know who you're betting on best of luck with all your bets uh, and I'll see you all 